So you'll have to bear with me this morning. It's kind of an emotional morning for me. It's just one thing after another, seeing that video. We were praying here with babies, and just about every family was crying as we were praying with these beautiful families and beautiful babies. And just incredible to see what God has done in the lives of people over the, all those videos. Every picture, every video represented a story that I, would, I could spend hours telling. Um, and just to pray with families, to, to just partner with you and say, we, we want the best for you. We want the best for your kids. We want them to grow up to love Jesus. So for us, for Casey and I, it's kind of a, uh, an interesting anniversary because five years ago, so we didn't actually launch five years ago today. We launched five years ago on this weekend, September 8th was our launch Sunday, and uh, September 8th was also my daughter's birthday. It was Emma's birthday. She was six. Uh, I know this because yesterday she was 11, so I did the math. So that's the only way I know it. So um, yesterday was her birthday, and uh, she's brilliant, Emma. She's, uh, she's just the, the happiest girl, and she had all these gifts from her cousins and her uncles and aunts, and we had a family party, and, and each gift someone gave her, she would open the gift and go, <gasps> And we were like, wow, that must be a really good gift. But then the next one, she'd be like, oh. <laughs> she was just really emotional, really excited with every gift she got. But I was thinking about this morning, and I was thinking about Emma opening those gifts. And I wanted to just start out before I say anything, by just kind of throwing this little illustration out there. So Emma was excited about what was inside the package. Emma wasn't that excited about the gift or the tissue paper or the, the, the outside. It was the gift inside. And this morning, we're going to talk a lot about Connect Church. We're going to talk a lot about what's taken place over the last five years. But the truth is, this is the package. It's Jesus that is at the center of all of this. And I hope you don't leave this morning thinking that we're singing the praises of a church. We are singing the praises of a man who came to earth 2,000 years ago, who died in our place, who loved every one of us so much who when we were praying for these babies this morning, our prayer was let them grow up to come to that point where like some of these who have already grown up, these kids grown up are discovering that Jesus loves them, that he loves them so much. And, and it's because of Jesus, every video, every picture, everything you saw happen there, it couldn't have happened were it not for what Jesus did in our lives, what Jesus did in my life. I couldn't do any of this were it not for Jesus. So as we start to talk about Connect, celebrate where God's brought us from over the last five years, talk about where we're going in the future, please don't get caught up in the, the wrapping. The, the true amazing gift in all of this is that Jesus did this for us. But I do want to spend some time this morning just looking back over the last five years at where we've come from, looking ahead a little bit as to what the future holds, because I do believe as the pastor of Connect Church, I actually believe that our best days are yet to come. As I watched that video, I just feel like God has put this, this thought in my heart that, that we've not seen anything yet, that we're just getting started. We're just scratching the surface of what God wants to do in this community and what God wants to do throughout the world through the ministry of Connect Church. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited because I think what he's already done over the last five years is incredible, but I believe that he's kind of stirring up this, this passion, this desire, this vision inside of me that our best days are yet to come. So I, I take it very seriously, this, this, this uh, responsibility of praying, saying, God, what do we do? Which direction do we go as a church? How do you want us to, to continue to grow in this community? What is your plan for Connect Church? And as I seek God, I always try to turn to the Bible, to the Scripture, because I really believe that that is a, a great way for God to speak to us, that that's His voice to us. 
And we're very fortunate because as a brand new church, I can go to a portion of scripture that talks all about brand new churches. In fact, it talks about the brand new church. It talks about the very first church. After Jesus had died and risen again, the church began. The church that we are a part of today. And you can read about it in this this book in the New Testament. It's a fantastic book. It's a very exciting book to read if you've never read it. It's called Acts. Now, it comes after these four books called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They describe the life of Jesus right up to his death and his resurrection. And then we we continue on in the timeline with the book of Acts. And and Acts tells us what happens next. In fact, the full title of the, the letter that's written is the Acts of the Apostles because it's describing the activity of the apostles. It's describing the activity of the people who were the very first people after Jesus died and rose again to start building the church. So what better place to look as a brand new church five years ago? What better place to go and say, okay, God, what were you doing there that we can learn from that we can do now? Because we're a brand new church as well. We're only five years. So God, I want to look and see what some of the characteristics were of that very first church and make sure that we're kind of injecting them into the vision and the DNA of Connect Church. The guy who wrote the, the Acts of the Apostle, his name was Luke. Luke had already written a first letter, and that was um, describing the life of Jesus. Luke's a great uh, one to read as well. If you ever look in the, the Bible, then you're like, I just don't even know where to start. Luke's a great book to start because it talks all about the life of Jesus, his teachings, his miracles. And then Luke continues on in this second letter he writes called Acts, and this is all about the early church. So there are a couple of things as I look in the book of Acts that jump out at me about that first church that I think have been true of Connect over the last five years. Those those two things I want to look at first, conversion and community impact. Conversion and community impact. Let's look at conversion first. As you read through the book of Acts, the first thing that kind of jumps out of you is the number of people who became followers of Jesus. In that early church, the number of people whose lives were transformed. Acts 3, 41. Those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Next, next chapter, Acts 4. But many of the people who heard their message, the apostles, they believed it. So the number of men who believe now total about 5,000. Acts 5, verse 14. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord. Crowds of both men and women. As we read through Acts, we learn that thousands of people, crowds of people, were coming into a relationship with Jesus. I'm thrilled that since Connect launched five years ago, we've seen that happen too. Maybe not thousands, but we've seen a lot of people who have come into a relationship with Jesus. We've seen some conversion take place. And I'll tell you why I'm thrilled about that, because number one, I think that's amazing. I want people to know Jesus. I want people to discover the same Jesus that I've discovered. But number two, that was always our goal. Our goal as a brand new church in this community was to reach people that didn't yet know Jesus. Our mayor, Gary Manier, is here visiting this morning. It's always great when he comes and visits us. Welcome, Mr. Manier. Good to have you here this morning. I remember meeting with him ahead of our launch, and we had this discussion, and, and rightly so. He was, he was talking about how many great churches there already are in Washington. But I said to him, I said, um, I need you to know that my goal is to reach people that don't yet have a church home. Because I believe there are still people in Washington who, who don't yet have a church to call home. 
I remember meeting with a friend of mine. His name's Daniel Bennett. He's the pastor of Bethany Community Church. They meet in five points. And I told him, I said, Daniel, I said, if we start our church and after a year we have 200 people attending, but there are 50 less people attending four churches in Washington, then we've missed the mark. My goal is to reach people that don't currently have a church. About two weeks before we were due to launch, I was in the blend, um, just for a change, and uh, <laughs> I stopped in there for a cup of tea, and Daniel was there, and he pulled me aside. He said, hey, Dave, are you got a second? I said, yeah. He goes, I just want to tell you, he said, I've been kind of following your progress over the last six months since we met. He says, and you told me you were intentionally going after people. You were intentionally trying to reach people that didn't have a church home. He goes, I just want to thank you, because I've been watching from afar, and I can see that that's exactly what you're doing. And I'm like... Well, of course. <laughs> what else would you do? <laughs> Why would I do it any other way? He goes, you'd be surprised. He says, I have a friend who is a pastor of a church, and someone came to start a church in his community, and one day my friend came out of church, and on all the windshields of the cars in his church were flyers for the new church. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't want people from other churches. <laughs> I want to reach people who don't yet know Jesus. And we saw that happen. People who had no church background or faith started to show up at Connect Church on a Sunday morning. And it was wonderful to see those lives change. We saw it just quickly on the video there, just in sped up motion. But people getting baptized saying, I want to follow Jesus. Jesus himself was challenged one day because he was hanging out with some people um, that the religious leaders of his day, they kind of looked down upon. They were the outcasts of society. And they said, Jesus, why are, you, why are you mixing with them? Why are you talking to them? And Jesus said, because they're the people I love. They're the people I've come to reach. He said in Luke 5.31, um, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Over the years, we've had some people who have come to us from other churches, and, and that's totally fine. We love having you here, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. We totally love having you here. But the reality is, and you've heard me say this time and time again, that um, while we welcome anyone here at Connect on a Sunday morning, our goal has been over the last five years and will continue to be to reach people that don't yet know Jesus. To reach people who have yet to discover how much Jesus loves them and the plan he has for their lives. And do you know what? I love this community. I married Casey, my wife. She grew up here. I didn't grow up here. That may be news to some of you, but I'm not from Washington. <laughs> but I love this community. I love raising my family here. And I know because I sit next to neighbors and friends at, at soccer matches and, and things. And I know there are people who, who have yet to discover a church home. We've yet to find a relationship with Jesus. And as long as those people are still here as, as a church connects, we will continue to make that our goal of reaching them. This last week, I did a funeral uh, for a, um, an older guy uh, who attended Connect, a lovely family. And uh, prior to the funeral, they let me know that one of the um, relatives that was there, uh, he, he wasn't a follower of Jesus, didn't go to church, didn't grow up going to church. So um, I made a point at the end of the funeral during the meal just to go over and shake his hand and say hi. And we chatted for a bit and uh, I asked what he did for a living. We talked for a bit and then he, he kind of talked to me, he said, so uh, how long have you been doing this speech thing? Like giving speeches? <laughs> and I'm like, and I almost corrected him. I was like, do you mean how long have I been a pastor? <laughs> But I realized to this guy, the word pastor, sermon, they aren't in his vocabulary. Because <laughs> this guy maybe didn't grow up going to church. He certainly doesn't attend church at the moment. And I thought, you know what? I want 
to connect with, with this guy, with people in the community who don't yet know Jesus. We've seen that happen over the last five years. We want to continue to see that happen. Community impact is another. The first church, it was, it was what they were known for, their, their impact on their community. Listen to what it says in Acts chapter 6, verse 1. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So we're going to talk about the, why they were grumbling in a second here. But what I want to focus on is that there was this distribution of food taking place. One of the hallmarks of the early church was that they wanted to make a difference in the community. They wanted to impact the lives of the widows and the orphan and the poor. And this set Christianity apart. This was revolutionary in that day and age. And so from day one as a church, we decided that Connect, we don't want to be a church that looks inward. We want to be a church that looks outward, that impacts the community that God has put us in. A pastor by the name of Kerry Newhoff, he talks about it like this. He calls it outsider focus. He says, churches that become passionate about people outside their walls will be far more effective than churches that are passionate about keeping the few people they have inside their walls. We call individuals who are fixated on their wants and needs selfish and immature. Selfless and mature churches will have an impact because of their passion for the people that God cares about. Over the last five years, you, Connect Church, you've donated toys and gifts to local families through Threads, Hope, and Love. You've donated books to J.L. Henzie's annual book drive to help them with literacy programs. If you've given here in an offering at any point in the last five years, your money has helped local organizations like Washington Weekend Snack Pack, WIP, My Sister's House. Organizations that Connect has helped financially over the last five years that are reaching people in our community. And moving forward, that's not going to change. We're in the process right now of designing a building that we've purchased. And, and one of the driving factors in our design and layout is that we don't want to just build um, a building that will work well for us as a church on a Sunday. We want this to be a place that, that benefits the community, that impacts the community, that becomes a resource to help people in this community. Because when I look at the book of Acts, in that very first church, I see conversion and community impact. And as a brand new church, I think that's important for us. And I want to tell you, as I look back over the last five years, I don't see that changing over the next five years. I think we're going to continue to make those very high goals. But there were a couple of other areas that as I was studying Acts, I saw that, that um, as that church began to grow, so we're five years old now. We're starting to encounter some things as a five-year-old church. I mean, we're, we're, we're going into kindergarten. I mean, it's kind of exciting, okay? We're, we're, we're at a new stage of our church's life, you know, so, so there are new challenges that come along. So as I look at the book of Acts, there are two things I want to introduce you to this morning that I saw take place in this very early church that I think is going to continue to happen in the years to come here at Connect. The first was leadership development. Leadership development. So I want to use this, this fifth anniversary service to kind of cast some vision of where I think Connect Church is going in the future. So let me explain what I mean by leadership development. You remember the rumblings earlier with people who uh, weren't getting their food distributed, distributed correctly. Acts chapter 6, it says this in verses 2 and 4. So the 12, the apostles, they called a meeting of all the believers... They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles 
we can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Now, I don't think it's because they thought they were above these duties. I just think they realized that as the church was rapidly growing, as thousands of people were growing, suddenly they couldn't do everything. So they had to kind of look and say, well, we know that God's called us and equipped us to do this. So we need to do this, but we need to raise up great leaders. We need to raise up incredible leaders who can take on some of the responsibility. Now, we've seen over the last five years some incredible leaders here at Connect. Some of them are on staff and some are volunteers, and they have carried a huge load. And we are so proud of every single volunteer and every single leader that has made Connect what it is over these last five years. Now, I wish this morning I could highlight and acknowledge and praise every single staff member, every single leader who has helped us come to this point. I can't do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pick on one because I'd love to do this for everyone, but this morning I just want to do this for one particular couple. So ever since the very beginning, five years ago, this couple have been a part of Connect. They've not been on staff, but they've just been heart and soul committed to this church. And before I talk too much about them, I wanted to come up on stage so that we haven't got to guess who they are anymore. So would you uh, join me in giving a bit round of applause to Chris and Kathy Kellenberger. Will you guys come up here, please? Come on. They're, uh, they're going to be super mad because they had no idea I was doing this, but um, I couldn't let this celebration. Are they even in here, Andy? Are they? Yeah. They come. Okay, here they come here. I asked if they're in here because normally they are literally somewhere doing something. I mean, this couple are incredible, and already I can see that they could be mad at me, but come on up here, guys. Now I'm going to get emotional, so let me give you a hug because I love these guys. Good seeing you. So Chris is wearing, before we even decided to go orange, we had these red shirts made, so turn around, let's see the back. Starting September 8th, connectwashington.org. We had these shirts printed. I think we wore them at Good Neighbor Days yeah. that year in September 2013. Chris still has his shirt. He's still wearing it. I don't even know where my shirt is. This guy's more committed to Connect Church than I am. Honestly, from day one, this couple have poured out their heart and soul into this church. They do so much behind the scenes. You'd have no idea. Chris came with me to some of the training I did when we were looking to plant the church. He traveled with me, took time off work, came on some of those trips with me. I, for somebody who's not on staff, this guy has given so much, and I'm so thankful for both of them. So we've got a gift that we want to give you guys. Uh, we love you both so much. So uh, some of you are... Uh... <laughs> So it is a Cubs-themed gift. You Cardinals fans are going to think, well, if you did love them, why would you give them that? Well, they, they are very big Cubs fans, so there is a Cubs-themed gift here for the pair of them. So um, I could literally spend this whole message just speaking about these guys, but I better not. So thank you very much, Chris and Kathy. You guys are incredible. So... <laughs> So Montana, who was up here earlier, Montana and Mason and Ivy. Montana is their daughter. Ivy is their granddaughter. So just so much of um, that family's DNA is here in Connect. But Chris and Kathy have been incredible leaders. And here's almost to a fault. Like at times we've had to say, Chris, Chris, you've got to stop doing that. We've got to find someone else to do that for you. Because he, on a Sunday, he'll be doing so many different things. But what they've done, Chris and Kathy and so many others who call Connect Church their church home, and, and, and you know, some of you leaders, you are incredible. 
They've set this bar high of, of what a leader could look like. So we want to raise up new leaders. We're going to have initiatives and systems in place here in the coming months and years where we're going to be looking to develop and raise up leaders. We have some wonderful volunteers here at Connect. But for many, volunteering isn't just filling a hole. Volunteering is stepping into a gift that God has given someone, whether it be to play an instrument or sing, whether it's setting up on a Sunday morning or tearing down working with the kids. God's given us these wonderful gifts. And I know that many of you out there, God's given incredible leadership gifts. Gifts that you're seeing um, uh, develop in your life, in your workplace and in your home. And I believe some of you, over the coming months and years, God's gonna start to show you how that leadership gift can be used here in Connect. Because I think God has got some exciting plans for the future. But like this book, like the apostles in the book of Acts, he's, he's saying to me, but you can't get there with just a few leaders. You're going to have to develop some more leaders. You're going to have to build some more leaders like Chris and Kathy and so many others as this church continues to grow and impacts this community. The last thing the book of Acts shows me about what was significant in that very first church was church planting. In those first years after Jesus' death and resurrection, churches were planted all over. And it's really interesting as to why it happened. Listen to what it says in Acts chapter 8. Saul, who went on to become Paul and wrote a lot of the New Testament, but prior to that he was against Christians. Saul was one of the witnesses and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen, a Christian martyr. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. But the believers who were scattered, they preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. In chapter 11, verse 19, it says, Meanwhile, the believers who had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death, they traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the word of God. This is amazing. Because of persecution, because of what something in the moment for those apostles must have thought, God, why are you letting this happen? It actually was part of a plan that God had to spread the church. You see, at this point, the apostles had remained in Jerusalem. Even though Jesus had said, go out into all the world, proclaiming the good news, preaching the word, making disciples, they stayed where they were. They stayed in Jerusalem. So because of this persecution, because of something that on the outside looked like a negative thing, actually it scattered all these Christians across the world at the time. And everywhere they went, they found other people who they could share their, their faith with Jesus with. Other churches were planted. Other churches were established. Now, I hope and pray it doesn't happen to us through persecution. But I tell you what, as I read the book of Acts, I feel compelled by God. To say, you know, we can't just stop here in Washington. We can't just kind of build this kingdom and say, this is what we're going to do to impact. I think God's got a lot he still wants to do through Connect Church in Washington. But I believe as I read this book of Acts, that he also wants us to be a church that continues to plant other churches. We've done this over the last five years. We've helped plant um, a lot of churches over the last five years. We've planted three churches here in the United States. Unlocked Church in Maple Grove, just outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
Serve Community Church in Kansas City, uh, and finally, um, Anthem Church, who are launching here in a couple of weeks. They have a preview service today in Boston, so their second preview service. There are about 60, 70 people in their, their small gathering, and, and like us at Connect, they're going to be telling a story like this five years from now of their small beginnings, but, but we're supporting these churches financially. We're sending money to these churches to help them get started. We sent money to an organization in Ecuador. We helped to build three churches down in Ecuador. We sent some funds to India, partnered with an an organization there. We were able to fully fund two church plants in India to reach people in Asia. We've probably spent close to $200,000 since we started five years ago on other churches, on planting other churches. That's money we could have bought equipment with. We could have done more stuff here. But we just feel that God has positioned us to make a difference elsewhere. Because what we've discovered here in Washington is that new churches reach new people. So if we can help other churches reach new people, we want to be a part of that. And going forward over the next five years, that's our plan. God, how can we plant more churches? Is it just a financial dream? Is it something that you want us to actually send people out to plant churches? What does it look like, God, to plant more churches? But I want to tell you this because I want you with me on this journey. We may do that at the expense of our church. There may be times where, where we, we, we say, okay, well, it will be great to have that, but we're actually going to use that money instead to plant another church. It would be great to do this, or, or there may be times we come to you and say, hey, we need you to, to help us because we've got this vision for this church in Ecuador, and, and we, if we can raise this much money, we can plant this church. But I think as I look through the book of Acts, that's the kind of future that God has for us, because that's the kind of future he had for that very first church. So I love looking back over the last five years. I love seeing what God's done. I'm super excited looking ahead, because I think there's even more he's still going to do. I want you to mark your calendars this morning. September 10th, 2023. September 10, 2023. That'll be our 10-year anniversary. I can't wait. Because I'm so excited to tell more stories five years from now of what God is going to do. But for today, we celebrated all that he has done. Because every one of you here this morning, every one of you that Jesus is a part of your life, maybe you're on a journey right now and you're still trying to figure things out, but you're on this journey to learn who Jesus is and who you are in his eyes. But you can point that journey towards your attendance here at Connect Church. You're a part of God's plan. God's plan to plant Connect Church, God's plan to grow Connect Church, God's plan to change your life, change this community. We're thrilled you've been with us the last five years. We can't wait for what the next five years holds. I'm gonna close out now and say a prayer because we've got food and cupcakes and all sorts that we want you to enjoy. That's the, the real celebration this morning. So let me pray and then I'll give some instructions on... Uh, how the rest of the morning is going to go. Father, God, I want to go right back to what I shared at the beginning. Celebrating Connect Church would be like Emma getting excited at the bag that gift came in and not the gift itself. Lord, we are super grateful and super excited by all that's happened in the last five years, all that Connect has been able to be a part of, but the reality is, Lord, Connect has always been and will always be just 
the bag because what really is at the center of all of this is Jesus. Jesus, we love you so much. We are so grateful for the change you've made in our lives. We are so grateful that you've allowed us to be a part of your story and changing other people's lives. We are so thankful, Lord, that as we looked at that video and saw everything from ribbon cuttings as homes were rebuilt after tornadoes to family fun fests to uh, baptisms to all those different events that took place, every single one of them was a story in and of itself. But at the center of that story was the life-changing, redemptive power of Jesus. We thank you so much, Jesus, for all that you've done in our lives. And Jesus, we give you permission to say, lead us, Lord. Show us where we would go as a church over the next five years. Because we believe, God, that our best days are yet to come. Thanks for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.